Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 14 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs along one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with James Williams, the CEO of Mayweather Boxing and Fitness. Founded in 2018 by Floyd Mayweather after his retirement from his undefeated boxing career of 21 years, Mayweather Boxing and Fitness was created to help the Mayweather family spirit and legacy live on to inspire people worldwide. And we're going to talk to James about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. Are you one of those special people who are willing to go after your dreams and goals? Are you ready to fulfill that dream of owning your own business with the security of a proven brand? The opportunity to take control of your future and own a Rita's Italian Ice franchise is within your reach. Rita's is seeking success-oriented individuals who are ready to make a change in their life, and Rita's offers unparalleled training and support to assure your success. And did you know the frozen treat industry is a recession-proof industry and there are Rita's in 23 states currently with 540 stores open. Rita's Italian Ice has been around for 25 years and is listed as a top-performing franchise by the Wall Street Journal. Now here's the really good part. Rita's Italian Ice is a unique and amazing taste treat. It's smoother than a snow cone and it combines ice with real fresh fruit. The real fruit adds dramatically to the taste and it comes in over 40 flavors. The ice and fruit are mixed on site and made fresh daily and it is delicious. You'll want to know more about this exciting and successful franchise opportunity. Go to www.ownaritas.com and get all your questions answered. That's www.ownaritas.com to take control of your dreams and future today. You don't want to wait any longer to be a part of this adventure. www.ownaritas.com Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews, from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 14 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with James Williams, the CEO of Mayweather Boxing and Fitness. Founded in 2018 by Floyd Mayweather after his retirement from his undefeated boxing career of 21 years, Mayweather Boxing and Fitness was created to help Mayweather family spirit and legacy live on to inspire people worldwide. Hi, James. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hi, Marty. I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? 
I'm doing great, James. Thank you for coming on the show. It's a real privilege to have this opportunity to talk to you today. Uh, we would like to ask our guests, where are you calling from this afternoon, James? I'm in L.A. I'm at our corporate uh, headquarters, which is above our flagship gym here in Los Angeles. Kind of there. I guess you were there at, at the beginning, James, you know, when this whole thing started. I mean, maybe, you know, you can kind of go back to the beginning and you know, talk about some of the highlights or history of Mayweather Boxing and Fitness. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Floyd, obviously the the founder and the the figurehead and the the chairman of the company, is a very unique um, for a top tier athlete in that he'd always chosen to never take a, a major licensing sponsorship or endorsement deal. Right. He always yeah. wanted to maintain the brand equity in the Mayweather name for something that he right. was passionate about that he would be an owner in um, and that he would focus on once he retired from the sport of boxing. Um, I, I've been a corporate lawyer in my past. I've worked at Bain consulting for eight years or so. Um, and I was working with athletes and entertainers, building out businesses with and for them uh, about 10 years wow. ago. And uh, a, a mutual friend and, and co-founder of this business now, Burrell Wilkes, um, introduced me and Floyd together. And we just started talking about what that business would be that Floyd was passionate about, that was right. authentic to him, that he would want to... Um, make his legacy outside of the sport of boxing once he retired. Um, and through a number of late-night brainstorm strategy sessions, we thought, well, look, there's nothing more authentic to Floyd Mayweather than boxing and fitness. Um, right. It's a really attractive market. It's, it's fast-growing at a macro level. The boutique sector is really attractive. Um, so we started to put together the business plan for what is now um, the Mayweather Boxing and Fitness franchise. I've been doing the show now for 14 years, James. And, you know, what makes Mayweather Boxing and Fitness totally different from all the other franchises that I've interviewed is, is that, I mean, it's just, of course, the brand name. And, and you have right. the brand name from the inception, don't you? I mean, that, that's very rare because, you know, a lot of the franchises I interview, they're more regional in nature. You know what I mean? There's like you've heard of them maybe in like, you know, the southeast or, you know, southwest. Sure. But they're, they're not national. And, and Floyd's name is, is really is global, isn't it? So you kind of have that thing going for you, don't you? Absolutely. And, and it works in so many levels in, in terms of kind of the growth of the franchise system. Um, yeah. The first hundred of franchises that we, we awarded came solely from either Floyd's social or from PR around Floyd <laughs> doing this business. Our, our franchise acquisition cost was zero dollars. There was such huge demand from a, a business investor entrepreneur perspective yeah. for a Mayweather branded fitness product. Um, right. And then at the franchise level, the, the benefit for the franchisees. Um, Floyd has such a high consumer awareness when someone's looking for yep. a gym and they're searching online and the ads follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Google, and they see Mayweather versus other concepts, they're just right. so much more likely to know of Floyd and the Mayweather brand, um, and it just translates to that lower cost per click, lower cost per lead, yeah. higher um, member acquisition, faster revenue growth. So. That the brand is so important, and it's so the, the fact that Floyd is so engaged in the business and the brand, um, and in making the franchise system a success, really uh, enables all of those elements that, that that incorporate him and his image and his name and his videos. Um, they make yeah. them so very effective for our franchisees. That's fantastic, and I guess it's not just you know even I was you know thinking James the recognition, but I mean when when you think of Floyd Mayweather, when I think of Floyd Mayweather, I think of you know winning, 
you know, undefeated, you know, uh, greatness, you know, kind of like the Nike, you know, tagline, you know, is, is that's what Absolutely. you associate him with, you know, I mean, he's, he's, he's great. I'm, I'm a fan. How, how do you typically describe Mayweather boxing and fitness? Like if you're meeting with, let's say like a prospective uh, franchisee, James, you know, um, and, and you're describing the, the, the concept to them, how do you typically de- describe the model? Well, I always lead talking about how fast we're growing, how much demand there is, both yeah. the, the, the franchise level and um, of our franchisees across the system, right. how they're growing. Um, yeah. and so there's, there's just growth. There's demand at, at every um, stage of the value chain, at every stage right. of the business. Um, and I talk about how when you're buying into a franchise concept, whatever that may be, you really what you're buying into is two main things with a lot of things that go under those, the, the brand and then the systems and processes of a successful um, right. uh, system that, that you would then follow. Right. We've spoken about brand, you know, second to none, um, uh-huh. and, and that kind of not only in, in member acquisition and marketing and things like that, but Floyd is involved heavily in programming. Um, yeah. And so you're buying every time someone comes in, we'll touch on um, this a bit later on, but every time someone comes in and takes a class, they're learning from Floyd, those punches through through the screens and through the, the filming that Floyd's done. Um, and so then as we were starting the business, what we as the operators um, said is, hey, look, we've got to create a set of systems and processes that are as high of a level of excellence as Floyd's brand is. Um, right. His 25-year track record at the top of the sport of boxing, that's what we put together in terms of the team. We went out and we hired fantastic people from other franchise systems, from other fitness franchises mm-hmm. who've had real successful experience in getting a lot of gyms open in really efficient ways and who've had a lot of experience in supporting open franchisees. Um, Floyd describes this business as his legacy outside of boxing. Mm. So it's hugely important to him. Um, right. We always talk about how we would prefer to have 500 locations in the U.S., absolutely thriving, firing, than a thousand where people are competing with each other. So we give these really big territories, um, about twice the size of most of our competitors in in boutique business, that allow those franchisees to really build and grow their business to align with, with, with what Floyd's mentality is and what Floyd's desire and goals for this business are, which is that every location is is doing really well. Um, Because that's the reflection of the brand, much more than... Um, a financial play of getting as many open as possible. It's a brand play of getting as many excellent locations performing open as possible. Um, and, and you kind of hit on one thing that we, we always say as well is like when you're choosing to invest in a business, you're choosing to make the next move in your own entrepreneurial or professional That's journey. That's true. Right. You want to always back the winning horse. You know, Floyd has that's never true. lost. Um, and that's such yeah. a huge piece of the emotion for franchisees coming in they understand that they know floyd's not going to put his name to anything that he's not going to win at um and that's the mentality of the the corporate team that's the mentality of our franchisees and that flows down you know we're in an industry and in a business where people want to work out in the best way they want to look their best they want to get fit they want to get healthy and so that reflection of everything that floyd did throughout his career is seen throughout the franchise system and throughout our gyms and the members who train now. You kind of hinted on um, the technology. I mean, you, Mayweather Boxing and Fitness has, has done some really exciting things in terms of, of technology. James, I, I think you probably get the question a lot, but I was reading about this whole, you know, virtual reality thing. Maybe you, you could talk a little bit about that because I, I find it fascinating. 
Yeah, we really wanted to be um, at the forefront of the continued evolution of the fitness industry into more mm. integrated uses of technology within the four walls um, of the studio and, and outside of it. Um, right. The virtual reality piece has been a really core piece of our offering. Uh, yeah. Our classes are all in-person, instructor-led classes. That's, that's everything that happens inside of the studio. Um, but we have this really cool VR product where um, you put on your headset and you yeah. essentially get coached and trained to box by Floyd. Um, and you can spar against a virtual Floyd in the system. And what, what our franchisees use that for um, is they go out into the community and they create relationships with partners like Lululemon, other retailers, other brands. Right. And they spend a day or a weekend with the VR in that store. Um, it's a really great engagement and activation um, because those types of retailers have the exact same customers as we have members. So it opens up uh, a really interesting and engaging lead generation funnel. Um, whereas, you know, other gyms or, or, or even us uh, in other forms of marketing route handing out flyers and things like that, which right. is just not as engaging. Um, right. So we use that technology to engage with the community to generate leads and to help franchisees build their membership bases even faster. What, what, one of the things that we just implemented here at our flagship and we'll be rolling out across the system is Floyd now, the weekend before last in Kansas City with Floyd filming uh, all of our punch combinations. Um, wow. So now as you come into a Mayweather studio, uh, there's a screen above each of the bags and Floyd himself takes you through the workout. Floyd oh, Mayweather incredible. teaching you um, to box, and and we've had such hugely positive responses having piloted it here at the flagship, um, with people really embracing the fact that you've got Floyd Mayweather teaching your your class. Exactly, are, are, are so excited to to roll it out, um, and every week of classes is one of Floyd's fights. We have the fight of the week, so you could come in and you and, and you're learning the knockout combination that Floyd used in a particular fight, and it's Floyd himself then up on that screen showing you those punches and those combinations. That is so, it's, it's so exciting, James. I, I imagine the McGregor one is in there, isn't it? The, uh, the, Mc, the famous there, McGregor yeah, knockout? Absolutely. absolutely, yeah. You're learning those punches and those combinations from, from Floyd from that fight, absolutely. That is fantastic. What's been, what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you, James? I mean, since being part of this whole experience, you, you probably have like a hundred stories. It's not a time to talk about all of them, but I mean, does anything stand out, you know, over the last several years that you kind of just say, wow. I love this one story about um, a guy named Boris who moved into um, a place that was right next door to the gym that I'm at now. Mm -hmm. uh, the, call for the first location, and he walked past, he saw the sign, he thought, wow, maybe that has a gym. He walked inside, and he bought a membership, um, and he lost 15 pounds, he loved the workout, he, wow. he got in great shape, and he came back, and he said, hey, I want to buy a franchise in Hollywood, which is one territory over. Right. Um, he bought a franchise in Hollywood, built it out, had a spectacular pre-sale, um, it's an absolutely stunning location right in the heart of Hollywood, wow. California, on Hollywood Boulevard um, and Highland Avenue, the busiest intersection uh, uh, pretty much in L.A. Um, wow. And then he came back right after that and he said, hey, and he's Russian, he said, hey, um, I put a group of people together who've got experience in this in Russia. I want to buy the rights to the whole of Russia. Um, and incredible. he bought the rights to the whole of Russia and, and he just built out his first club that and some pieces of Russia and 
Floyd and I are flying over That's there uh, a couple of months ago, going to our first international opening. Oh, that is a great story. That is that's that's an amazing story, James. And as far as I mean, like you you know your customers. I'm, I'm thinking about you know the customers that come into uh, a Mayweather boxing and fitness. Um, who are who are the typical customers, if there is such a thing, James? I mean, is it really for anybody? I guess. Yeah, it's anybody. We have a really really wide um, variety of members. Um, we actually have way more male. Um, members than the mm-hmm. typical boutique fitness studio. Mm-hmm. We're about 50-50 men and, and women, which is great. Right. Um, typically, wow. it's much more heavily skewed towards women for, right. for boutique. Right. So, yeah, we, we, which we love. It helps us grow faster. We have a, a wider net to cast um, from, which is fantastic. Um, and then the, the average age range is that 25 to 45. That's the, the bulk of the members, those who are um, – making enough money, your average household income, probably 70,000, 80,000 plus, uh, who are in the market for that monthly membership of anything that ranges from 129 on the low end to 250 odd on the high end. Um, But all backgrounds, like I always, I I go to a lot of the gyms and and like I said, my office is above our flagship. I love looking in the membership base. It's so diverse. And and I, I, I find anecdotally, there's a lot of, members who haven't been at a gym, another gym for a while. They haven't had a gym membership. Right. And the right. reason they joined Mayweather is they saw that ad somewhere. They saw Floyd talking to them. They, 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 yeah. they might not know a huge amount about Floyd, but they know that this guy doesn't lose. They know this guy right. is the best. They know this guy is the greatest. And something in that resonates with them. And they think, if I'm ever going to work out, if I want to get back to the gym, if I want to be in the best shape of my life, I know that that's the place that I got to go to. And I think that's where the diversity comes from. And that's yeah. where a lot of the growth comes from, is people really connecting with that story of greatness. And it sounds like it's, it's fun, too. I mean, the, the way, you know, it's set up, I was reading somewhere, like, I think it's like, it's, I don't know if it was like, it was like 12 rounds and like there's warm-up rounds and yep. stuff like that. And it, just, it, it, it just seems like it's, it's a fun, it's a group experience, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and we always say to, to our franchisees as part of the training, you know, when, when a member comes in for that hour a day, then yeah. all of their issues should be left at the door. Their problems, challenges, yep. strives, and, and this is their moment. They've got to come in. Every member of staff's got to know every member's name. They've got to, they've got to walk in with their head high, their shoulders back. They've got to walk out with a big smile yeah. on their face. And, and that's the beauty of, of success in, in boutique fitness is creating that community that the members want to be part of. It's their home away from home. It's where they are made to feel special right. where they know they're getting a great workout doing it with people who care about them and who they care about and that flows into the to the franchise as well you know i always say to franchisees or candidates um when they're at the final stage and they're, they're talking with me i say everybody sitting in your chair is in a really advantageous be- beneficial place because you have the ability to select where you want to invest in next, what business you want to open up next. Right. And how great that we're here talking about a business where people are coming in, having fun, enjoying themselves, exactly. and really getting fit and healthy off the back of it. Maybe we could talk a little bit about franchising, James. I mean, what types of characteristics do you or Floyd, I mean, what's important to you when selecting a franchisee uh, to the organization? Beyond the the obvious, the financial requirements and kind of the operational expertise, um, we look for people with a passion for being the best. Um, We want people to come in who um, 
puff their chests out and say, yeah, this is something I'm going to come in and I'm going to be your number one franchisee. I'm going to right. come in and I'm going to follow the, I, I know you guys have a system. I know you guys processes. Give me that playbook and I'm going to execute it to perfection. And I'm going to come out and I'm going to, and I'm right. going to be number one. I'm going to sell more memberships than anybody. I'm going to give a better class experience than anybody. And I'm going to be coming up at your conventions, collecting awards um, for, for how I act as a franchisee. So, and, and it's, so that is from the, the kind of passion and the desire side. Right. And then, and then the, the execution, you know, meticulous attention to detail, the, the being on the, the front foot of everything, um, executing to, to perfection, those things, that, the bread and butter, the nuts and bolts of what it really takes beyond the passion to actually go and execute on that passion. How about the training, James? What is that like? I'm sure, you know, COVID seemed to affect every franchise that I interviewed last year, you know, so I mean, it had, it had an impact on training and things like that. But how does, how does training typically work? Like, how does it work now or before, you know, even during COVID? I guess you guys were able to certainly get through that. Yeah, um, it's really extensive. We, 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 we're, we're huge believers that training franchises right and doubling down on support in order to do that will, yeah. will reap significant rewards um, for the franchisee and for the system in the long yeah. term. Um, so it kicks off with, with onboarding training calls um, with the onboarding team. Then we, we fly out to the franchisee to train them on pre-sale getting them set up right. for their pre-sale, um, which typically lasts three to four months. Um, then wow. halfway through their pre-sale, they come to us for, for franchisee training. And that's where we go through all aspects of running the business, everything from lead generation, marketing, building teams, sales funnel. How do you create and right. nurture and build a community, inspiring and leading their own team and their, and, and their members? Um, then after they go back to finish up their pre-sale, we have our programming team uh, go out and train on the program. Um, that's the product. Yeah. That's that's everything. That's the brand. So we're out right. there training them before they open up. And then finally, in the, the pre-opening phase, we have our studio launch team go out for the week leading up to opening. So really just fine-tuning all of those skills, getting them ready for, right. for opening day and the shift from running a pre-sale to now operating an open studio. And then, of course, all of the ongoing training and support that happens from the sales and ops and the marketing team. But to right. get a studio open, to get a franchisee um, to that point, um, that's, that's kind of the process. That's great. What's a, what's a typical day like as a franchisee, James? I mean, from you know, the, the time you open up till the end of the day and everything else that goes on in between. Is there such a thing as a typical day? I'm sure every day is a little bit different because you're dealing with different clients and things like that, but, but sure. maybe you could answer that one. Well, for, so the typical day for a franchisee um, is probably difficult to that of, different to that of a studio manager. And yeah. Most of our franchisees have studio managers who, who oversee the day-to-day -day operations. So right. for the franchisee, it's about holding team meetings to go through targets and metrics and goals with their studio teams, um, making sure inventory management is being done so that they, we have a really big uh, retail component to the franchise. Um, huge right. demand for Mayweather branded merch, gloves, all of that type of stuff, which we sell through the studios and, and give a really great ancillary revenue stream for our franchisees. So making sure that um, the inventory management is, is being done correctly. Um, 
communications with the corporate team, um, you know, whether that be yeah. the marketing department, sales and ops, programming, making sure that they're going through their, their numbers with us, that they're going through, um, um, you know, any updates, um, you know, overseeing the cleanliness of the studio and, mm-hmm. and making sure that their studio teams are delivering a, a really great experience every single time um, and keeping that process audited and, and on point. Um, and being all over the numbers, you know, at a high yeah. level, they're the CEO of their business, um, right. making sure that they know where they're doing well, where they're identifying areas that they can continue to improve on, um, and, and just overseeing then really the, the four walls of the studio. Um, it's, it's a great business because it's a simple business. It's, it's, yeah. It can be condensed into mem- member acquisition, how cheaply and quickly can you acquire customers, and member retention, how long can you keep them for. Um, and the brand does such a great part in acquiring members, um, you know, from the digital ads to the signage um, on the studios. And the member retention is from the programming and then from the operational excellence that the franchisee can demonstrate and, and inspire on a daily basis. From, from all your experience, James, and you have a, a lot of experience, I mean, your, your resume is very impressive. What advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Most of them are, are pretty new. Like they, they, they have it in their mind that they want to get into franchising, but that, right. you know, they probably know now there's like, I mean, there's like, you know, thousands of different systems out there in, in the United States alone. And so many of our listeners, they don't even know where to begin. So from everything you've right. learned up to this point, what, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? I would say make sure you're passionate about the brand Mm -hmm. and about the product Mm -hmm. and about the team um, who will be supporting you. Um, In any business, there's going to be ups and downs. Um, Right. And and one where you have that passion and you you feel that connection with the team, you really believe that they're going to be there for you. They're going to go the extra mile to support you in the tough times. They're going to, they're going to um, really be there um, as a, as a franchise or the, believes in its product, that believes in its own success, and that believes um, in its franchisees. Um, And look for a franchise system that demonstrated that it will continue to reinvest in the system. Mm, Um, What have they done over the past year, two years, three years, in terms of updating um, and innovating on the the product, the services, the technology, um, the strategies for growth? and make sure that, that it's something that, that they're really bought into and that they're committed to um, really reinvesting and really supporting the, the long-term growth of the system. Um, I'd, also, I'd also say be prepared to put in the hard work um, right. and really engage in uh-huh. the process. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes we get, we get on calls and the candidate thinks that because they're buying into a franchise that the work right. is done for them. True. And, and maybe it is in certain franchises that not with us. So we right. always look and we're always very transparent. Hey, you guys are the owner. You guys are running the business. It's going to take hard work, dedication, all of those things. But you have a spectacular brand and you have uh, an incredible set of systems and processes and guidelines to follow. Um, but yeah. really making them aware that the really successful franchisees are the ones um, who, who, are, who are all in, um, who engage in the process, and who know that they're going to be putting in the work and driving the process. Yeah, that's just great advice. So I, I can ask you, I, I mean, the final question, James, is, I mean, where do you see Mayweather Boxing and Fitness? If you could look into a crystal ball three years, five years, I mean, the future is very exciting. So where do you employ to see the organization? 
to really grow in, in, in what would be a deliberate and strategic way. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, we're a really interesting brand um, because, yes, we have a financial motivation at the franchisor level, but as I said right at the very start, the brand trumps that. Um, right. And so it goes back to that kind of 500 locations for us is preferable to 1,000 if those 500 are all firing. Um, right. So it's, it's that U.S. domestic growth in a strategic way that really sets our franchisees up for success. Um, it's continued international expansion um, mm-hmm. beyond Russia into, into other markets, the U.K., um, yeah. Australia, the Middle East, are some priorities for us. Um, and then it's those things that I mentioned that the candidates should look out for. Um, continue investing in the system. Be the yeah. best at innovating, um, at creating new technologies, at supporting our franchisees so that we have um, a world-class team and a world-class structure and a world-class set of franchisees who are delivering amazing workout experiences to every one of their members um, in every single class that's taken. And then I'd say at our corporate level, at the franchise level, and at the membership level, to have fun along the way. It, it, it's a, it's yeah. a great industry. It's, uh, it's a great product. It's a fun brand. Um, and everybody should, should be enjoying the ride as they go. What's the best way, James, for our listeners to get more information on Mayweather Boxing and Fitness as, of course, the franchise opportunity, but even, even the service itself? So are there any websites you want to kind of plug? Yeah, great. Um, May, Mayweather.fit uh, is our website. And then okay. the franchise page is Mayweather.fit forward slash franchise. And then we're pretty uh, active on Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. And Mayweather Boxing Fitness is the, uh, is the at for uh, our brand Instagram page. That's fantastic. Well, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to you, James. It was an honor. And, and, and I'd love to have you back over the next year or two as you continue to grow because I, I think this is really very exciting. I would love that, Marty. It's been fantastic. I, I appreciate the time, um, and it's been really great talking with you. Likewise, James. It's great talking to you as well. We'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, Rich podcast you get to hear great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting franchise interviews many years now, and 
You can actually hear the show in a number of different places today. You can go to, of course, FranchiseInterviews.com, where we have our interviews arranged alphabetically. Um, we also have interviews arranged by category. So if you have a particular industry that you're interested in, you can go to the category of your choice and check out all the different interviews that we've done over the years. Um, our show has been syndicated in a number of different places. Of course, you can hear our show on Blog Talk Radio. Com. We've been working with Blog Talk Radio for many years now, and um, you can hear live shows there, and then you can download them as an MP3. Uh, you can hear our shows on Stitcher.com. You can hear our interviews on, I think it's pronounced, I, I always want to call it Blueberry.com, but it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com, which is another podcast service. Uh, you can now hear our shows on iTunes.com, and of course, you can hear our shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week, if you're a diehard fan to our show, on Live365.com. And uh, we have, over the years, over 420 shows. So if you were to listen to Live365.com uh, for two weeks, there's a chance that you may not even hear the same show twice. So uh, that's how many shows we've recorded over the years. But today's Great Quote and Franchising podcast comes from Darren Guccione, and Darren is the CEO and co-founder of Keeper Security, Inc. And what's interesting about this podcast, we had Darren on the show as the uh, founder and the creator of Keeper, which is the world's most downloaded password manager and uh, digital vault. And Darren is a real um, entrepreneur. And one of the questions that we ask on the show is, what advice would you give to an aspiring entrepreneur or franchipreneur, someone looking to buy a franchise? And that question is usually directed to someone who has been directly involved in franchising over the years. But again, Darren's, uh, Darren is a real entrepreneur. His background is, is, is in accounting and business. And um, I thought his response was just as great as anything that we've heard on the show. So here we go with Darren Guccione, the CEO and co-founder of Keeper Security Inc. Amazing. It's amazing technology. In studying your background, Darren, I mean, the, I was mentioning earlier, I mean, the majority of our listeners, again, we call them aspiring franchipreneurs. You know, they want to go into their own business, and they're kind of like heading towards the franchise alternative. What advice would you give to them? Because you're, you're certainly, in studying you, certainly classified as an entrepreneur. So what advice would you give to them? Well, you know, I'm a... You know, my background is uh, engineering, technology. I'm also a CPA, and right. I've always had an admiration for franchises. Um, one of the things that I love about franchises, among other things, is that you can analyze the different franchise models that are out there, the brands, the type of businesses, and you can quickly identify which ones are successful. And typically, you know, they give you a roadmap of what you need to do to execute. You know, when you start a business without right. a franchise roadmap, you, you typically don't necessarily know where you're necessarily going to go or wind up. And yeah. so you get a greater sense of security and guidance when you can pick a franchise model that, A, you know, fits within, you know, your goals in life, your interests in life, and B, you know, provides a really sound you know, infrastructure for you to build a business with a great support system around you. Most businesses that are one-off businesses don't have that. So there's a greater sense of, you know, uncertainty out there um, when a, a business owner or an entrepreneur 
um, as you've outlined it, decides to, you know, pursue a franchise versus doing something completely fresh and new. I think the risk profile of doing the latter is much greater. So that's, you know, that's my response to that. No, it's, it's fantastic advice. So any final thoughts, Darren? Fantastic interview with Darren Guccione. So I want to thank everyone for making our show such a success. And this podcast has really just taken off over the years. And uh, we got some really great new Great Coast and Franchising coming up. So uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Coast and Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.